Would you believe that that super popular person that you follow on Twitter probably actually bought all of those Twitter followers? Bradley's going to tell us how we know this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And Bradley, you were really excited about this article that you read over the weekend. I know. I love it. Here's the thing. This proves what Cat Perkins has always told us. Nothing is real and everyone smokes. It's actually the way around. No, everyone smokes. And, and nothing, nothing is, is real. real. Which is true. And this article proves it. So um, the New York Times did a piece on um, people buying Twitter followers. And there's a company called Devumi. Um, and I don't know anything about this company or I hadn't heard about it until. T- is there a problem? I don't know. What? Holly had a face like I was worried that we did something wrong. Because aren't we solving mysteries? Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. I forgot. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, we whenever got there's yes. trouble, whenever double, we're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Cobra Gang. Yes, that's what we play when we play when we solve mysteries. So, according to the New York Times, there is a company that uh, celebrities, uh, wannabes, uh, social climbers, uh, what do they call those people? Um, trying to be important people yep. on social media, mm-hmm. go to companies like this one called Devumi to buy followers. Literally straight up go, here's $1,000, give me uh, 100,000 followers, or give me five bucks and I'll give you 100 followers. And they did this in-depth piece. They had actual um, proof that this is a thing. And they, in the article, they named a ton of celebrities, um, a, a ton of people who are accused of having purchased or not accused but they have the proof that these Mm -hmm. people went to a company like Devumi and said I want to buy thousands of followers now you'd say to yourself well okay so they're vain I mean what's the I guess my first question is like what what why why do you want to buy don't you want authentic followers what does buying followers get you I guess is my question that's a great question as it's laid out in this piece uh followers are money for a lot of people, especially when you're talking about influencers. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's this whole uh, group of people, this whole sort of industry out there now of people who have a massive Instagram and Twitter following and they turn that into money. You know, whether it's Kim Kardashian all the way to, you know, people here locally who have very successful blogs and they might be trying to uh, boost their followings because, you know, if you have, let's say, a uh, hundred thousand followers, maybe you can get two thousand dollars for a post. Mm-hmm. You know, that's an actual business model. But if you have a million followers, you might get 20. You might get two hundred thousand dollars per post. Uh, depending on, you know, whatever the market is, right? Yeah. So followers actually buy, actually translates into money. And then if you think about it, if you're sort of like a local yokel and you're trying to, you know, if you benefit career-wise from having a very robust social media following, um, you know, there's an incentive there. Right. And what they found is it's so fascinating. The reason that I that I was struck by this article is that within the first paragraph, they use as an example a woman, actually a teenager here in Minnesota, who had her profile uh, copied by one of these bot farms who then they they sort of 
take all of your identity except a few pieces and then they kind of change a few things around and create a profile for you on social media. And then they use that profile to sort of amplify and retweet and follow and like uh, people who have paid to increase their followers. So basically they take a real person's profile make it look like a real person's profile, but it's not a real person's profile so that when it's following somebody who has purchased followers, it looks like they authentically have these real people of a certain age or a certain, you know, persuasion or whatever. Right. Is that what I, is that what I'm to believe? Absolutely. And so again, it can, you know, you have more followers, it can translate into more money, but it can also translate into people thinking you're more credible and they're more likely to follow you. And that in turn increases your following even more. So it kind of has this exponential effect. And you very well, there might be a fake you out there and it's oh, not going to be, like it's not going to be Colleen Lindstrom. It's not like they're going to be opening up credit cards in your name or anything, but people are using your likeness and they're, they're then retweeting porn accounts, celebrity wannabe oh, accounts, great. fitness, you know, um, professionals who are trying to get followers. And this piece, I would just highly recommend that you read this piece because it shows you the depths to which Everything you come into contact with online, there is a large chunk of it, which is essentially fake. I mean, it really does. And these are not just like these are not just sort of like Z-list wannabes. There is like a a, a British member of parliament. There are um, Kathy Ireland. There's a whole piece in there about Kathy Ireland bought a bunch of followers in order to boost her Clothing line at Kmart? Uh, well, I don't think it was Kmart. But Didn't she, she have like a, a clothing line at Kmart? Yeah, and she has interior design. Oh, okay. licensing it was that company. Okay. So you can make more money. You can negotiate your contracts for more money. You can negotiate. Like, all of those things matter. Now, to a person almost, everybody that they contacted, that the New York Times contacted when they confronted them with the fact that people, you know, uh, hi, you have these accounts following you that were purchased... Um, and your name is on this list, and they would say, uh, if they didn't do it, they would say that one of their staff did it, and they were unaware that this happened. Hmm. So there's this whole attempt to sort of pretend that, you know, they didn't do this, or this wasn't a part of, um, you know, their strategy. But it sounds like, okay, and did they explain at all in this article how you can spot which yeah, of there's- these... There's like markers, you right? You can totally. And in fact, I did this and uh, they list some fake accounts and I went through and then I looked to see who they were following. And it, sure enough, there are these like fake accounts out there. And these aren't just like everybody. Everybody's account on social media probably has a certain number of fake followers. Mm-hmm. But we are specifically talking about people who buy tens or, you know, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers all in chunks. And they lay out exactly how this works. There's a whole system in place. Twitter is very unwilling to sort of address the topic, address the issue. Okay, so here's my follow-up question to that. So if there are markers to be able to tell who has purchased followers, when it comes time to be paid or negotiate a contract based on your following, why are those not why are the followers then not being vetted if it's a good reasonably easy to figure out who's purchased your followers because i'm thinking if i'm a business person yeah. i'm going to want to pay somebody who has quality followers not quantity followers yeah. so like a good a high engagement yeah. would trump for me a huge following yeah you're absolutely right and companies just aren't doing it i mean twitter itself 
does not want to expose the number uh, or be candid about the number of um, these fake accounts on their sites because that's their bottom line. I mean, yeah. they are judged by the number of people who've signed up for their service. So there's no impetus. I will say even Clay Aiken, there's a wonderful story about Clay Aiken. He had a beef with Volvo mm-hmm. about a car. Mm-hmm. He spent thousands of dollars on buying Twitter followers to aggressively spread this beef that he had with Volvo. Like, it's just like, and again, you think to yourself, who has the time to do this? But I'm telling you, you can play the home game. It's real easy. All you got to do is pick somebody's account and start looking. And if, if their followers don't add up and this article again, lays it all out. Like if, for example, you have somebody in the United States that's famous Uh who does not have an international following, Mm -hmm. right? And they have a ton of accounts from, let's say, China. And those accounts have no activity on them, Mm -hmm. meaning they just follow a bunch of people, Uh but there's no interactivity on their account. Chances are it's probably a fake account. And there's a very good chance that they maybe bought um, followers. I just found it incredibly fascinating. And it sort of blew open the whole world that... um, that is so think interesting. Everything we when we see things on the internet, I'm like, okay, well, that's probably not real. Huh. All right. Well, think about that. Yeah. Where what article where is that publication or where It's called you know the New I'm York saying. Times. Thank you. And uh, I'll post it on our I've website after the show. <laughs> um I I found it to be incredibly fascinating and and uh again, if you want to play the home game, you can log on. And then it'll actually help you find out how much of your following is not legitimate awesome. if you are on social media as well. Awesome. All right. Now, I want to remind people of a couple things. Number one, manuary. We are deep in the throes. Go to mytalk1071.com. Keyword manuary. Vote on our two. We have two guys in the running today. We have Brandon and we have, Ad, uh, we have I'm sorry, we have Brandon and we have David. And uh, so please vote on our guys uh, for manuary. And then don't forget also at 245, we are going to start the process of discovering whether or not Lori and Julia actually met Donna Mills. Did they or did they not? At three o'clock, the real Donna Mills will be on the line and she will confirm or deny the allegations. When we come back, though, you guys, I hate that we have to go back here, but we have to make a stop at Perv Corner again on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Lori and Julia. You were one of those girls who got to wear a bra like in fifth or sixth grade. Fourth. Fourth. No, actually, I didn't wear it till like fifth. And I remember the first time I wore it and my brothers, one you're married to, Mm -hmm. just gave you, oh, Julia, at least you got, you you know, I came home and I said to my mom, please, all the girls are wearing white blouses to show their bras. They came in like pickle jars. I mean, they were so big. They didn't come in. They didn't come in like a little pickle jars. They were so big. They came in. They were like, I mean, they That's didn't come in look. like a nice little party. A party love- little egg. I mean, I might have had two grapefruits. I think they were bigger. Oh my lord. Lori and Julia with producer Donnie Love on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. I can tell you one thing for sure. I do not want Charles in charge of me. Time to go to Perv Corner on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, 
in a Facebook Live, Scott Baio addressed uh, some allegations that his former co-star, Nicole Eggert, made against him. And I'm going to tell you what those allegations are. And I'm going to tell you how he they're said that they're not true. Oil. That's for so sure. That's for sure. Um, but first, let's listen to a little bit from Scott Bayo's Facebook Live. Hi. Um, I'm here today uh, to talk about some allegations that have made against that have been made against me that are untrue by somebody named Nicole Eggert. The reason I'm doing Facebook Live is because nobody can edit me. Nobody can change what I said. These are my words, and what I'm telling you is the truth. So I'm going to knock down all these false claims against me. My reputation is being damaged. My family is being put through this, and I'm done. I'm done. So I'm going to walk you through this methodically and hopefully succinctly, and please be patient. Okay, because so what I'm being accused of. that is uh, Scott Bayo just starting his uh, Facebook Live video, which, by the way, not super succinct. You know, it was a lengthy video where he uh, appeared to address the allegations made against him by his former co-star from the TV show Charles in Charge, Nicole Eggert, who starred on that show from the time she was a minor. Um, in her early teens, all the way through uh, when and he claims that the things she's alleging did take place, but they did take place when she was 18. So that's how it all begins. Were you going to say something? Yeah, no, I was just going to say what I find interesting about this is and I'm just looking at the um, written word on his uh, Facebook account where he says, um, and this, I feel like I have just heard this so many times in so many similar ways by other people who've been accused of uh, sexual harassment. He says she is provably wrong. And because we've been telling her that since last year without results, our only conclusion is that she is deliberately lying. How can you how can she be provably wrong mm-hmm. in claiming that they had sexual contact when she was a minor without I mean, it is a it is an impossible thing to disprove. Now, you can say whether or not you believe her, but to say that it is provably wrong, that raises flags with me because yeah. that the other thing is, I don't know about Nicole Eggert and what her reputation is in terms of telling things uh, to the public. Mm-hmm. But I do know that Scott Bayo is somebody who has said things that are provably wrong. So. I tend to be a little more skeptical of his words. He's also, for full record, uh, blocked Locked me on, on Twitter, Twitter, so he's not my <laughs> friend, and it should be not shocking that I'm speaking out uh, against him. I just t- I take issue with the very first few words. She is provably wrong. How right. is she provably wrong? Okay, so just to double back and tell you what she says happened, and then I'll give you some uh, reasons why I think he thinks he's proving something. Uh, she claims, uh, and she claimed this in a series of tweets, which have since been deleted, but she claims that, and I'm going to use just the words that she has used. Okay. Are they uncomfortable she says, words? They're uncomfortable words, okay, but this for... is true. Uh, but FYI, they're uncomfortable words. She claims that Scott Bale, against her will, started uh, a relationship with her where he began digitally penetrating her at the age of 14. Um, she would have been a minor. And this this was would on have the been of... uh, during the time that they were. She says it happened in his garage. 
Um, he so this is this is part again. She's alleged these things in a series of tweets, and the tweets have now been deleted. I've had a difficult time recovering the actual images of. All of those tweets, but it did start with one tweet that essentially said, um, ask Scott Bayo what happened in his garage at his house when I was a minor creep. Okay. In this, in this Facebook live video, and we, I wish we had more time, but maybe we'll just take a little time after this. Um, Scott Bayo yeah, uses, just talk about it. yeah, he uses some ev- his evidence. It are it includes things like the fact that on set, because she was a minor, she had basically a minder with her all the time, and she would be either with the adults on set in a group or be in the classroom. She was never unattended, so that's one of his pieces of evidence but that she says he it couldn't in have groomed her right. Um, so that's one of his pieces of evidence. There's a couple other ones that he um, that he lines up on this Facebook Live. We'll talk about a Let's few just, of them yeah. after this. Yep, on my talk 1071. My talk 1071. Everything. I'm going to change you from a rooster to a hen with one shot. Entertainment. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. We are also but moments. But moments away from starting also the process. The my, my also, of starting the process of the unveiling of whether or not Lori and Julia actually met the did real she? Donna Mills. Or didn't she? It is Donna Mills Gate, and at two forty-five, we are inviting basically everybody but Lori and Julia into the studio to start a conversation uh, where they can't control the narrative. To talk about Donna Mills Gate. So in a break, not this one, but the one before, because you're keeping track, I uh, was walking to our prep room, and on my way, I encountered Lori, who was talking to B. Arthur, and she says, how long is this going to take with the Donna Mills? <sighs> and uh, because It'll take I, as long as it takes. I think they're a little nervous, I'm just going to yeah, say. Yeah, well, you know, somebody's got to be. Now, uh, well, we had just started talking about, uh, and didn't end up having time enough to really address the conversation and the allegations against Scott Baio by his former co-star, Nicole Eggert, who over a series of tweets uh, claimed that when she was 14 years old, she was, and I I will use the language again and just know it's uncomfortable language, but I do think it explains um, some of the misunderstanding, I guess, between uh, Scott Baio and her. She claims that Scott Bayo had digitally penetrated her starting at the age of 14 uh, on multiple occasions. He says they did have a sexual relationship, but they did have sex when she was 18 years old. And he has, as he claims, what did you call it? Provable evidence or evidence? Uh, he, he felt like he could prove it. So, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't have the tweet up in front of me. Okay. I would pull it up quickly, but I'm blocked. So I have to like go through all this rigmarole oh, to it's a real pain find in the his butt. account. Um, but he, he said that, uh, it was, he could prove that she was not telling the truth, which doesn't make any sense with the exception of a letter handwritten, signed and notarized that says, I am lying about my experience with Scott Bayo. I don't know how you disprove that. Okay. So this is, let me tell you about what Scott Bayo believes his methods are of disproving this. Okay. He has a, a recording of an interview that Nicole Eggert did with the website The Dirty a few years ago. And in it, she says, 
I had a sexual relationship with Scott Bale long after Charles in Charge had wrapped. Okay. So he uses that as the beginning of, of his evidence journey. And he uses not only her IMDB that lists her birth date, but he also uses a script from Charles in Charge to show that the show wrapped before she turned 18. See, all of that is like she could have absolutely. Okay, here's what you have to. Here's what you have to believe if you're going to believe Scott Bayo. If you believe Scott Bayo, you are saying that um, that she lied uh, about being the words that you yep. used, mm-hmm. being assaulted or um, touched sexually at against the age her of, will. Against her will, mm-hmm. that she is lying about those things, mm-hmm. and that. Uh, they had a sexual relationship. It is not impossible to believe that they did have a sexual relationship after she turned 18 mm-hmm. and that he sexually assaulted her in the manner you described when she was 14. Because anybody who knows anything, I mean, I'm just speaking as somebody who has a brain here, it is not hard for me to fathom that he was inappropriate with her. She did not understand or appreciate at the time how inappropriate that was or felt in some way that she couldn't you know uh resist that Mm -hmm. um and then had some sort of sexual relationship with him after that but then at some point realized whoa hold on that's not appropriate what was i thinking i am now going to relook at what happened and view it differently like those things can all like they could have had a sexual relationship Mm -hmm. and he could have touched her inappropriately absolutely in fact actually i remember um i remember hearing oprah talk about what it is like to be a minor and be sexually molested by somebody and the conflicting emotions that a person has when they find themselves in that situation where you are confused because usually sexual things make you feel good and you know that this feels good, but you also are kind of aware that it is not appropriate and how that can elicit some really complicated feelings in people that I don't know that people who have not been through that experience have a real true appreciation for. In other words, it could very possibly to your point, Bradley B that it wasn't until she was an adult and was reflective on it or maybe had a conversation with somebody who who raised a flag for her and said, that's not appropriate. And, you know, while I don't think if you're an adult and you have sex with someone and you think about it later and you're like, oh, that was gross, I shouldn't have done that, that's not the other person's fault. Mm -hmm. You were an adult and a willing participant. Maybe you learned something, okay. But as a 14-year-old, we should be giving you that space to say, whoa, um, this relationship was completely inappropriate. And it is for everyone else to decide what the consequence should for Scott Bayo should be. But that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. The conversation he's having right now is saying that she is lying. And again, I would just like you to put yourself in the place of, you know, of, uh, of someone like Nicole Eggert. What benefit will you be getting out of claiming that somebody touched you inappropriately at 14. I mean, right. show me the person that has made money, who has become famous. Who, I mean, she's already a celebrity. Like, where is she getting something that nobody else is getting by by saying two things? One, that she was touched inappropriately and had a sexual relationship with Scott Baio. That alone would 
I would think be hard to admit because it would make you it would open you up to criticism. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just I tend to want to believe people who say um, that are that are on um, that are uh, what's the word I'm looking for? People who are strong enough to talk about those things. I have a very hard time believing um, that, that she would have any benefit from that. Yeah. And, and the fact that he's trying to to say there is provable evidence that this didn't happen makes me think. Well, there's really not. So what you're trying to do is to get people to not believe her story. Right. And saying that what you have is proof when really it's mm, some stuff with some dates on it and your story. Right. That's all it is. That's all he really has Yeah, um, is some stuff with some dates, some words she said in the past, which, again, you know, I, I, I just have a hard time. I have a hard time accepting that he is trying to. Uh, feed us the line that this is evidence when it's just. And I will stuff. also say, like again, you know, each case is individual. You know, every case is unique. But this sounds so familiar to me to other people who have done things who then try to get you to disbelieve the person making the claim. And if I were a person who'd been wrongly accused of something, now I'm not saying that you have to treat. That everybody would treat things the way I would. But if somebody wrongly accused me of something and I knew in my heart that I didn't do it, I don't think I would be so hard pressed to to discredit the person. You know, I would say things like, wow, that is I all I can tell you is that didn't happen. And I'm not sure where that comes from, um, you know, but I but that's also what she's saying. So how do right. I argue with that? I, I mean, I just feel like the way he's come back at her just seems very. Defensive, defensive in a way yeah. that if you weren't guilty of it he also says to her in this video and by the way uh, the video that we're talking about is um a video that scott bale put on on his facebook page it was a facebook live video and he explains in it that that he did that because that way there wouldn't be any way to go back and re-edit it and make it sound like he said things he didn't say well in that he says directly to nicole eggert if you have a claim go to the police there's a special unit there that handles this kind of stuff. Which is also If you gross. have a real claim, you go to the real people, not to social media where people like me get beat up. Which he has spent a lot of time beating up people. And I'll just remind you, the reason he blocked me on Twitter was because he was beating up on uh, some teenagers here in Minnesota who had an opinion that he didn't agree with. Mm-hmm. So this is a person who uses social media as a weapon. So for him to be, you know, claiming that someone else is doing that and trying to be holier than thou is a little frustrating. Also, have you ever heard of somebody who's been a sexual assault victim who didn't feel comfortable going to authorities for a number of reasons? Mm -hmm. Also, we don't know that she didn't. Exactly. And just because she didn't say it on Twitter don't mean it didn't happen. Mm While we are uh, just kind of wrapping up this conversation, I also just have to mention that uh, Rose McGowan's tell-all memoir is out now. Um, it's called Brave, and I, it's something you can you can get and read. And I'm going to tell you what, I will be surprised if I don't have it all the way read. Oh, it's it, actually, I'm sorry, it hits bookshelves tomorrow. I will have it read by Friday. That is a promise. Because I, again, think it's really important to hear the accounts as uncomfortable and horrible as they are of women who were silenced. So just throwing that out there to put a fine point on it. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's time you guys, we are going to start the process of unveiling 
whether or not Lori and Julia actually met the real This Donna is Mills. a controversy we can actually put an end to. Yes. There is provable, provable evidence, evidence. And it's going to be on the show soon. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about it and set it up for you when we come back. There have been many great cliffhangers in entertainment history. Who shot JR? Who killed Laura Palmer? And will Ross and Rachel end up together? We were on the break! But nothing compares to the biggest cliffhanger of all. Did Lori and Julia meet Knox Landing star Donna Mills at the Polo Lounge in Los Angeles? Just got back from the Beverly Hills Hotel. Donna Mills was enchanted with Lori and I. Or... Did they meet a random woman in Beverly Hills who was too kind to tell these Minnesota goobers that she wasn't Donna Mills? She wasn't even Haley Mills from The Parent Trap. It's just so funny because we were there. I was there. But was Donna Mills there? I'm not coming between you two, am I? It's Lori and Julia against the entire My Talk air staff, except for Don McClain. You've seen the evidence on social media. Mary S2479 on Twitter. Um, no. That's not Donna Mills. Donna Mills Gate 2018. Did Lori and Julia actually meet Donna Mills or not? We know what we saw. We have eyes. You really are a glutton for losing causes, aren't you? The shocking finale when the real Donna Mills joins Lori and Julia. And girl, you know I'll be there today at three. The radio home of, oh my God, she's hilarious. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Oh, it's about to get real fun in here. You guys have been waiting for this all week long since Lori and Julia arrived back from the SAG Awards. They had one job. We had, they had one job. Brad, and- you're a bully. Stop it. <laughs> Stop bullying Lori I've and Julia. I've already bullied half of uh, social media today. So yeah. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and hashtag Donna Millsgate. Welcome to the show, our beautiful morning show. Jason, Alexis, and Dawn all joining us here. Okay, so let's just, uh, for the people, recap all that has happened and transpired over the last week, starting with a text that Jason received from the SAG Awards where Lori and Julia were uh, not able to get any audio or into the SAG Awards. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or that. Yeah, yeah. let's I'll, just be real. I'll give you the forty-five second version. So, Good. Uh, Friday into Saturday of the of the SAGs, in the middle of the night, Julia sends me a text message, and she's like, "Donna Mill says howdy," and I was have I was asleep, so I looked at the, my phone, and then I went back to bed. And you know how it is when when text messages come in. The te- text messages as le- they get buried, you know, they yeah. keep going down. So I didn't re-examine Julia's text message mm-hmm. until the eight o'clock hour of Monday. So a, literally a week ago of our show. Mm-hmm. So we're going into our final commercial break, and I was skimming through my text messages, and I'm like, oh, I should look at Julia's text message from Donna Mills. I want to see, you know, how good Donna looks. So I go into the photo. And I look at it in its size and the phone, and I went, like Scooby, you know, like, what you talking about, Willis? And then I pinched it and, like, enlarged it, Mm -hmm. and I immediately cracked up, like, holy crap, this is not Donna Mills. So we came back from break, and I'm laughing as we come out of the commercial, and Lex goes, what? And I said, oh, my goodness, stop the presses. I think we have a story here. Lori and Julia said they met Donna Mills, and this woman in this booth is not Donna Mills. It's and Jason, you need to explain too. They sent it because you're such a Knots Landing fan, fanatic. I've fanatic. seen all. Yeah, I've seen all 344 episodes 
um, multiple times. Some of the episodes I've seen maybe hundreds of times. Oh so, the spinoff of Dallas. Yeah, I whatever, John McClane, you non-believer. Where do you watch them? I have all every you tape. DVDs? I have every episode on VHS. Like oh every my episode. God. Does that you mean you watch also VHS have a video? Tapes? You have a VHS player. Yeah, Lex, you have a VCR. Are you excited? Okay. <laughs> are you kidding me, Jason, right my now? We'll, we'll debate that tomorrow on our show. Do you have a model Ford for I do. Um, but anyway, Alexis, <laughs> oh Colleen, focus her. I'm focus her. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm focused. The VCR. Um, so, and then began the week-long you know, back and forth, and people think, and let's, we're all in this room now. Yeah. Let us be clear. I refer to this as a bit, and I say it's a bit like the good humor between all the shows. Yeah. What is not a bit, and all of you can back me up. Lori and Julia have been legit mad all week. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. steadfast no. in their belief. And they're expecting... Not kidding. There is no, yeah. there is no nuance in no. that regard. The minute uh, the door opens in the changeover, Ooh. when Colleen and I leave oh. and they walk in, it's... Oh, that's right. You guys experience something that. sour oh, yeah. about, oh, my God, why <laughs> are they talking about this like it's real? We were there. We have it eyes. Is, we have eyes. That's my we favorite. We know what we saw. It's Where was Donna Mills? Right under this it's not even under it is on the surface yeah like a fester and they're boil. excited to be vindicated yeah today. so then they, they sent believe. that second well, photo this will be interesting they sent that second oh, photo yeah. midweek uh which didn't make their case um in my opinion i think it made it worse no so um tuesday morning i began trying to search and find who represented donna mills found the woman, women, um, and proceeded to email back and forth. And that was a week. And then on Friday, I'll cut this part of the story, but on Friday, finally, I got the confirmation late Friday night after we taped that promo that everyone's been hearing. And she said that uh, Donna has been monitoring this, thinks it's hysterical. and getting the tweets. And, quote, wants to clear the air one way or the other um, and would be glad to join you Monday at three, and does that time work? And I go, well, it's perfect. It's the perfect time. A better time. So here's uh, there's a number of things uh, to appreciate and love about this experience. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Well, the first thing I'm going to say is. Thank God it has an ending and it's coming because I just feel like if we if this would have just gone unresolved yes. in forever it would this would have been we'd be talking it would have been, about it for years yes yeah. and it yeah. would have been aggravating we're still going to be talking about it for years but at least we'll know the answer yes, yes. We'll have a, I agree that's number one number two is this we've had multiple conversations with Lori about the conversation that actually took place and I've yet to hear. This is the yeah. This Donna, is, did they, that Donna did they Mills, get? if indeed it was Donna Mills, actually the got proof. a word in. This edgewise. is like Scott Bayo saying he didn't do that thing with Nicole Eggert. The, the proof that they offer, the only proof that they, regardless of the truth, the only proof they're able to offer is that she talked. She said how grateful she was to hear the compliments from Lori and Julia about her career. There was no. I was like. Was she with an identifiable person? Did she mention something only Donna Mills would know? There was none yeah, of that. Nothing. Nothing. I also am under the impression that probably Lori did most of the talking, but that's another story. Here's where it gets fun. If indeed it is that it was Donna Mills that they just spent all of that time with. Wait, I forgot. What no, was I going to say? If it's not, if it's not, it's not, not. Okay, if it's not Donna Mills, they which were minutes, which by the way, we are all pretty <laughs> sure it's not, McClain. except for Don McLean, which is why she's in a different room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm just saying. If it what if it's not Donna Mills that they were talking to? 
one of two things happened. Uh oh. Either this woman totally took him on a ride for 20 whole minutes, mm-hmm. or these girls were talking so much they didn't even realize that, what they were ding, talking ding, ding, to. Ding, 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 ding. I think it's more the former. <laughs> if it's not Donna Mills, that woman probably never said more than thank you right. and have a good day. And didn't even know. Yeah. Maybe didn't even speak oh. English. We don't know. We don't actually know if she because understood the word that they said. We've all experienced this with Lori and Julie. This is the lovable slash thing we have to admit is that slash what several of us have had <laughs> conversations with them that we didn't say anything yeah right <laughs> we were like yeah did you i just, just agree to something i, don't I just know what had just i just had a conversation with them about how to properly jamaican dance and they showed me oh okay i don't even know how that started oh, wow. don uh, it was I'm about the need- Grammys, but Lori gave me a quick dance lesson. Yeah. I'm just saying, it would <laughs> not surprise me that, that they had a conversation with someone that only involved words coming out of their mouth. It's so ding-dang funny. Yeah. But okay, the good news is this, we're going to know. What if we're wrong? We're not. not. Not you, I mean, Don. Not- we could be, let me but, tell so, you. So what, what then? What, just, what are we going to do? Well, I'm prepared. I have a gift ready for the girls. Okay. Oh, okay. I have a gift ready for the girls. Okay. Okay. I'll but what about Gami or something? Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll just say I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not saying no. anything. I am, I'm Switzerland. I mean, you know, it's a great story. They should be grateful, Jason. I just want to say yeah. the obvious thing here is that Lori and Julie, for as much as they've been complaining, I'm like, girl, nobody's been talking about anything but you for the last week. So be grateful. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> also, that's all you brought back from the yeah, trip. Yeah, you came back empty-handed and somebody right. gave you this a free story, story. A free may story or may for a not week. be Donna Mills. <laughs> True. So, and let's, and let's stay, we have 20 seconds. Let's say it again. Oh, Don McClain so is the only one oh. that is on their like, side. on the entire staff. <laughs> Don, I'm sorry, I really I don't, am. I think it looks like her. I don't, I can't, I don't not know what Donnie to do Love. with you. He's like, mm-mm. The no. only way it's her is that if there is a severe... Like like if Donna Mills puts on a mask before she, oh, no. before she goes out of the house. Oh, now we're gonna guys. feel terrible oh. if it really was her. Right? See? Okay. Oh no. I guess we'll uh, find out well, shortly. Yeah, we are gonna out find next. out shortly. Everybody, stay right where you are. The big reveal: Donna Mills Gate. Was it or was it not Donna Mills? Coming up on Lori and Julia after this on My Talk 107.1. My Talk 1071. Everything. Four R's, my friend. Reduce, reuse, recycle, Rihanna. Entertainment.